You're listening to NBS Cast with your host, Rachel Edwards. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And today we get to continue our hobbies and interests series with another associate. Mary O'Callaghan is here to talk to us about a couple of her favorite things to do. So, Mary, say hi to everybody. Hi, Rachel. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. Yes, I'm so excited to get to talk to you. Full disclosure, we've already done this once, and unfortunately, the audio was unusable. So that's okay, though. It's another excuse for me to get to talk to you again. So I'm excited about that. Me too. It was fun (laughs) the first time, and take two, this is going to be even better, Rachel. I agree. I agree. So Mary, if you could go ahead and introduce yourself to our listeners, if you could, again, tell us your name, how long you've been with NBS and your current position so we can learn a little bit more about you, that would be great. Sure. So again, I'm Mary O'Callaghan. I am an account executive with Nelnet Campus Commerce. I've been in that role for about four years. I've been with Nelnet for about four years. I live in New Jersey, so it's a remote position, and I work with schools here on the East Coast. I live in um, Monmouth County, New Jersey, so kind of near the beach. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. So Mary, let's just get right into it. Can you tell us what hobbies you're here to talk to us about today? Sure. So my three passions are exercise, drumming, and the outdoors. And I'm here to talk about all of those. And my favorite thing to do is when I have the opportunity to kind of combine them. So listening to music while I'm running one of the trails outside, for example, or something like that. All right. Love it. So let's start with the outdoors first. I know you love nature. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you specifically like about being outdoors? I mean, I love the way the beautiful landscape looks, the way the trees sound, being able to go on hikes or look at the water, watch the waves, climb in the mountains. Just Mother Nature is probably, if I had to pick one single passion, it would be um, Mother Nature. And just being outside and, you know, from the way the weather changes to the way the, you know, the waves crash on the ocean, it's just, it's just wonderful to be outside. Mm -hmm. You just transported me to that beach and I wish I were really there right now. (laughs) So what are some of the specific things that you like to do outside? You mentioned like hiking and being on the beach. Is there anything else that you want to talk about in that regard? It's seasonal, right? And so, um, well, spring, I'm looking outside and I see the buds on the trees now. So spring is here. Um, in the winter, I, I love to ski. So just flying down the mountain. And again, I often have my earbuds in, so I'm listening to music, right? So I'm combining those three elements. Um, this time of year, I love to run the trails um, in the woods and kind of uphill, downhill, rocky trails. And I mountain bike those same trails. So it depends who I'm with. If I'm by myself, usually the day starts with the run outside. And that's kind of year round, um, unless it's really, really cold. I might get up to uh, run on the treadmill. But usually getting outside and, and exercising is my first choice. And then again, just keeping it fun. So kayaking, golfing, the list goes on and on. I I, uh, love learning new things and trying to perfect the ones that I've already um, learned a little bit about. So, you know, your long list of things that you enjoy doing outside, it sounds like you spend a lot of time in the outdoors. (laughs) I do. And and actually, something comes to mind. This is new since we um, did the first take a couple of weeks ago. I got an electric bike. And so I have three different bikes because we're into biking season now. Um, I have a mountain bike 
for um, the trails at Hartshorn Woods Park. A little dangerous. I always make sure I have a helmet on, of course. I have a road bike. And I just got an electric bike. So it's not, it's a little like cheating, but you have to pedal. It doesn't have a throttle, but it just allows me to maybe take a ride. that's a little bit further than I would if I didn't have that, that electric piece to it. Um, and it also has the big fat tire so I could take it on the beach. So. Aha. Nice. That does sound like a lot like fun. So when you're spending time outdoors, how do you feel that affecting your overall mood or mental health? Does that a boost for you? I'm assuming yes. <laughs> it's a game changer, actually. It connects me to what's most important, right? And recharges me. So no matter how busy and hectic the days get, we're all busy, right? We have responsibilities in and outside of work. But if I can recharge, you know, outside, out in nature, exercising, moving, enjoying the landscape. It just, it keeps what's important in perspective for me. Mm -hmm. So do you have a lot of specific places that you like to go or visit? I mean, you've described beaches, you've described trails. Do you have any favorite areas that you go to again and again to just enjoy the scenery or enjoy your time there? And if so, where or what are they? Yeah, I have go-to spots. And then, you know, I'm always up for an adventure. And I can give you a couple examples of both. But my go-to is either um, Hartshorn Woods Park, which is a beautiful, so where I live here in um, Monmouth County, New Jersey, it's called Highlands. It's near the ocean. So you have access to the beach, but it's one of the unique spots of the Jersey Shore here in that it's also the highest point on the East Coast, actually from Southern Maine to Florida. So I've got this 600 acre woods park right behind the ocean. So I can make a decision in the morning when I go on my morning run, do I want to run the trails in the mountains today or do I want to go down and run by the ocean? And so those are really my two go-tos every morning. What a decision, right? Hmm, do I want beach or do I want mountains? You know, I could go on and on about, I'm, I just feel very fortunate to live where I do. But you know what? I have to pause because I remember I talked to this last time as well. So I'm kind of in the next chapter of my life. I've only lived in this area, not, it'll be three years in July. So I have five children and they are, um, the, their ages are 21, 23, 25, 25, 25. So if you're doing the quick math with me, oh my, <laughs> I have triplets. And yeah, and so we're all, again, we're all busy, but it was extremely busy for me. But three years ago, my youngest, Raymond, he graduated high school and I started having a lot more free time than, or having free time for the first time. So I was very intentional about where I lived. I've always lived in, born and raised in New Jersey. But when I was making a decision to move three years ago, I wanted to live near a place where I could be a walk or run away from the water. And I also wanted to have access to live music venues, which this will get me to the drumming and the music in a little bit, right? And um, and also be within walking distance to some restaurants. So um, I research and and not be more than an hour from all of my kids. And so um, I landed in Monmouth County and uh, specifically live in Highlands now. And so it does, it offers me all of those things. And I could go on on about how beautiful it is, but we also have access to New York City. So it's a short ride, a ferry ride in about a half hour. It can be over in New York City. And I also see the, uh, the New York skyline, which is just beautiful any time of day, but especially lit up at night. So it's a great area. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think you have me convinced that I need to move now. (laughs) But no, it sounds like you have the best of all of the possibilities there. You know, you're close to your kids. You're close to all of the nature related things that you enjoy doing. There's access to great live music, whether you're in your own town or you're in New York City for crying out loud. Like it sounds amazing. Yeah, it's great. So told you my favorite go-to spots in the morning, just either the, the ocean or the mountains. But I love the adventures on the weekends. So there's always these little kind of pop-up um, music venues. Again, that's a, a reason I moved here. And so hopped on the back of my, my boyfriend's motorcycle and went to this outdoor fundraiser, the Elks Club, not too far away. And there were a series of four different bands that just played all, all afternoon long. And, you know, I'm taking drum lessons. And I'm a relatively new drummer. And so I just enjoy those opportunities to see that live music. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your love for music now, too, because you've teased it a little bit by your answer that you just provided us here. And then you also mentioned that when you're outside, you like to be listening to your music while you're exercising or while you're enjoying the, the scenery. So how did you happen to discover your love for music? You know, as I reflect back, I... I always really liked music, but then I, I, I just never realized how much I loved it. And I, I do think I, I missed, you know, my calling or it's not too late. I'm going to pick up um, and, and go from where I am right now. But I was in marching band in high school. You know, I played clarinet. I played jazz clarinet in middle school. But again, then, you know, we get busy and we go to college or what have you and start our careers and then our families and bippity boppity boo I'm the mother of five, right? And so... <laughs> and then you have no time whatsoever. Right. It was, you know, the wheels on the bus go round and round was the extent of the music I had. <laughs> so again, just when I moved here three years ago, started going out to see live music and just really felt at peace and realized what a game changer. So being able to take a a really stressful day, maybe you're anxious, maybe you're sad, whatever, and you go listen to music, and then all of a sudden, it's all right in the world, all right. And so when the pandemic hit, um, and we're all quarantined, what I found about this area, in addition to the things that I already listed that I loved about it, were that the people, the other people who live here also love this area for the same reasons. And there's a lot of musicians. So with the pandemic, we set up these little outdoor, socially distant music experiences in our backyards. And, you know, one thing led to another. Oh, Mary, why don't you hold these maracas? Maybe you can play this tambourine. How about a little cowbell? And finally, they just handed me the drumsticks and it just, it was, it clicked with me. And, and, and so one thing led to another. And I formally started taking lessons a couple of months ago. And now I have an electronic drum kit. I have a full drum kit, you know, the acoustic drum kit. I have congas and then all of the other little things I mentioned, the tambourines and the maracas and all of that. And I just love it. I practice every day. And my goal is to be able to, you know, play a couple songs with some of the local artists around here. I love that so much. So, I mean, it sounds like you took a potentially very negative situation that could have cut you off from a lot of the things that you love. And you were still able to parlay that into a way to connect with others and connect with something you love. I think that's so cool. Yeah, it's really fun. And, you know, I, I research it. I try to learn a little bit more. You know, why do, why am I so passionate about this? Or, you know, why does it 
you know, what in my brain or because I used to joke and say someone examine my brain when I'm gone, because music just has this magical effect on me. And so I did I got a I got a book, my son gave it to me for Christmas, actually, it's called This is your brain on music. And it kind of tries to explain why it's such a unique experience for different people and why music gives some people the chills and and for other people, you know, that more of a take it or leave it kind of approach. Um, and so that's really interesting. And then I you know, took it that another step further and just learned that how good drumming actually is for you physically and, and mentally as well. It keeps your brain, it taps into all of the different areas of your brain at the same time. So from coordination to creativity uh, and all of that. And of course, it's good exercise. I was just going to say, you were you were even even able to incorporate a love of exercise into your music. And that's so, it's just perfect, right? <laughs> it really is a good fit for me. My kids think I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's kids think they're crazy, right? <laughs> mine, mine might be right. But I will tell you, so one of my older sons, he's one of the triplets. I always ask him, he's, he's very bright. And so He's kind of my financial advisor, if you will. So we were going over some of my my stocks and, and bonds and all of that as I was cleaning up the, the yard over the weekend and started talking about retirement. And I said, well, you know, when I partially, maybe I'll partially retire when I'm 60. I'm 53 right now, by the way. So I've got a little time. I'm going to partially fund my retirement by making $200 a week playing drums. He laughed at me. He said, this is what he said. <laughs> verbatim. He said, Mom, if you make $200 a week playing drums, I am going to climb the Empire State Building like King Kong. (laughs) Well, tell him he better start getting his practice in. (laughs) So, well, first of all, do any of your children share your love or your talent for music? They don't really. I mean, I'm always kind of touched. I get a warm, fuzzy feeling when they because I did play music when they were little and I did take them to all the sing-alongs in town and, and all of that. So they have a pretty broad appreciation for different genres of music, but no one, you know, a couple of years of trumpet maybe for, for one and Raymond played violin for a couple of years, but nothing that they're exploring at this point. However, I tell them all the time, I don't have any grandchildren yet, but I'm probably just a, a few short years away from that. And I already told my kids that I'm going to teach my grandkids how to play drums. (laughs) I love that. And then you can send them on home to bang on the drums at their parents' house. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little payback for you, right? (laughs) So Mary, are you involved in any musical or musician communities or activities outside your lessons or learning how to play the different percussive instruments? It is a great community around here. So we all get to know all the same people that you see, you know, out at, at these events. Nothing formal, but just, you know, connecting and maybe just, for example, um, we have a group that goes to Puerto Rico every year. So it's uh, it's about 40 people. This was my first year attending in January. So that same group of people that locally follow some of the local artists um, have a plan. They coordinated a trip and we all get on the plane and, and go down to um, a really beautiful venue in Puerto Rico. But nothing more formal than that, other than, you know, some of the people that know I'm taking drum lessons are going to be forgiving if I ever want to get up on stage and, and play along with, with one of them. When you say you're learning how to play the drums, are you taking lessons? Are you teaching yourself? Is it a combination of those two things? What does that look like? Yeah, a combination. So 
Yeah, right now I, I take about two lessons a month and they give me exercise, exercises and rudiments to work on. I also watch things on YouTube and then just practice um, all the time. Sometimes I'll videotape it and listen to it and, and things like that. Okay, very cool. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty dedicated to this craft. I'm a little bit OCD. So when I make a plan, I'm disciplined about sticking to it. Same thing with running, right? I mean, I get up whether I feel like it or not. I get up every morning and I run. So even even the days I don't feel like doing the boring stuff, it's always fun to just blast the music and drum along to Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd or the band or, you know, any of those artists. But the practicing can get a little bit boring, you know, like I'm going to do this for 15 minutes every single day, just, you know, like single stroke rolls, double stroke rolls, paradiddles, that kind of thing. I do it no matter what. That's it. Too bad. I'm 15 minutes of that boring stuff every single day, non-negotiable. Can you explain some of those things that you just mentioned? The single stroke rolls, the paradiddles, what are those? Yeah. So single stroke roll is just what it sounds like. So you just hit the drum with your, I have a practice pad or with a regular snare drum, right hand, left hand, right hand, left hand. So I do that really slow so I can practice the technique. I do that for a minute and I speed it up, do that same thing for another minute. And then you get progressively faster. Double strokes is you're hitting the drum twice with your right hand, twice with your left hand and back and forth. Paradiddle is right, left, right, right. So single, single, double, sing and alternating single, single, double. All right. So more of the technical side of how to actually play the drums. There's different. No. And then there's, you know, the drum roll real fast, of course, that you might hear in a marching band. And then there's things called triplets and flams and just lots of different, maybe a dozen different ways to actually hit the drum that you need to perfect. And I haven't perfected all of those, by the way. But it allows you to not just keep the beat because the drummer's job is to keep the beat and keep everyone in time. But then in between that, there's fun little fills and different ways to completely change the structure of a song or jam session that you're playing along with. Mm -hmm. So do you have any drummers that you look up to or like to emulate? You know, John Bonham's a a favorite from Led Zeppelin. Um, I also like Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers. And Karen Carpenter was a phenomenal drummer. And, you know, I have a soft spot for female drummers. So I had to throw her on the list, too. I love that because, you know, in a lot of the bands that you've seen over the last 40 years, there haven't been a lot of female drummers. So I love calling attention to those skilled female drummers out there in music today or from the past. So thanks for bringing up Karen Carpenter. So you mentioned some of the bands that you like to play along with. Is there any other band or musical group that you are just really into and you you like to play along with in addition to the ones you've already said? Uh, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Who doesn't like the Rolling Stones? Yeah, Honky Tonk Woman. I'm really working on that one. That's going to be one of the first that I play out live. <laughs> Speaking of playing out live, you had mentioned, I believe, in the initial request for an interview that you were considering or looking for a band to join. Any prospects on that front for you? So I had a friend, his name's Davey. He came over to help me to teach me how to tune my drums. And he plays guitar and does a little vocals. So we joked, Rachel, but the reality of the situation is he's going to come over, you know, a couple times a month and we're going to practice. And you never know, it could be the makings of, of a band or at the very least, there's a, a couple of venues 
that are not too far from me that have open mic night. And so that might be a good first option for me. Yes. Next hot thing on the Jersey Shore. You heard it here. So Mary, I want to I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, kind of your hobbies from a, a bigger picture or a bigger perspective. So what have you learned about yourself through the things that you love doing music, exercise, being outdoors? What do you know about yourself because those things are in your life? You know, I it's just a passion. It's the insight and paying attention to the things that you love to do and making sure that you spend time doing them. And then in those things, meeting people. So I've made so many friends by just doing what I love to do. And those relationships that I've built with those people are just invaluable. Because again, I'm in this next chapter, a single mom, I had I had kids. And, and now that I'm intentional about my time, I just, you know, I met great people that also love music or that also love to hike. And it's just wonderful. And knowing that life is short, but, you know, remember that in a very optimistic way and be intentional because things don't come knocking on your door. You have to seek them out. And so, you know, making sure that you know what the non-negotiables are and then just doing them. Yeah, it's really, um, I, I feel very grateful and appreciative. And I know I'm my best self and I can give my best to others. You know, when I take good care of myself, when I am happy, when I'm doing the things that I love, keeps it all in perspective. So true. And, you know, that's great advice for anybody to hear. But Mary, I'd love to know, do you have any specific advice you could share for either an indoorsy kind of person who wants to be more of an outdoorsy person, but just doesn't know how, or on the flip side, for anybody who is considering pursuing learning how to play an instrument, but they just aren't sure how to get started. What advice would you have for those people? Sure. So for the people who might want to get outside and haven't always, hasn't always been their go-to thing, maybe I'd encourage them to try something else. First of all, give yourself permission to to not like the outdoors. Maybe you don't. So maybe there's an indoor hobby. But Mm. before you decide you definitely don't like it, do something different. Even if the weather's not 70 degrees yet, even if it's 50 degrees and overcast or 40 degrees, you you know, plan something, bundle up. Nature's just so beautiful. Go see something new. Try something different. Bring a friend, maybe, if you don't want to go alone. But give it another shot and stick to it. Make a plan and and stick to it. So that would be about, you know, if you want to go outside and and it wasn't your thing. If it's a hobby or something or or music, or just dancing. Just go dance. Dancing makes everybody feel good. And I think sometimes people are so worried about what they're going to look like. I mean, you only have to see me dance for 30 seconds to know I really don't care what people, if people care what I look like. (laughs) We've all seen that Seinfeld episode with... uh, Oh, yes, Elaine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I might not be that bad. I think I have good rhythm, and I'm trying to apply that to that rhythm to drumming, but just go have fun. Just get out there and don't and don't worry about what other people are thinking. Just go have a good time. I love that. Well, Mary, thank you so much for telling us all about your love for nature and exercising and music and playing the drums. It's been so much fun talking to you about these passions. You can tell that these are things you really love doing. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to you about them. 
Well, Mary, just a huge thanks to you again for coming on the show today to talk about your love of nature and your love of music as well. As our weather gets nicer, it's definitely inspiring me to get outdoors and do some fun things outside, either by myself or with my family. So thanks again. Now we get to talk about our segments. And today I am combining the what I'm loving right now and the book recommendation segment. There's two different things that I'm going to talk about, but they are very closely related. So the first thing, the what I'm loving right now portion is all centered around the Lazy Genius podcast, which is hosted by Kendra Adachi. And I'm really excited to be able to talk about another podcast on our show today. But I love the Lazy Genius podcast because her whole concept is how to be a genius at the things that matter to you and how to be lazy about everything else. And that concept is so attractive to me. (laughs) I want to do things that are important to me well, and I want to just filter everything else out as far as that's concerned. And her podcast, she has tons of episodes that help you identify what's most important to you and how you can go about incorporating systems into your day-to-day practice to make sure that you are doing those things to the fullest and then everything else is just okay. (laughs) She's so fun to listen to. Her episodes are relatively short, so uh, they can be consumed in a quick drive somewhere or a quick walk around the block a few times. So love the show. And she wrote a book called The Lazy Genius Way. We're reading this right now in the All NBS Book Club. So shameless plug for what's going on in the book club right now. But I love her writing style because she breaks down her lazy genius way into a series of principles that help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. And while there's nothing necessarily earth shattering about these concepts, I love the way she frames them and puts them into almost a new light as far as defining these different things, making sure that you are deciding once. That's one of the first principles that she talks about in her book. And it's just so eye-opening to something that should be obvious, but sometimes it's hard to see when you're in the thick of things. So that is my book recommendation. It's called The Lazy Genius Way, also by Kendra Adachi, the host of that podcast. So if you want to be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't, make sure you go check out her podcast and her book because it is phenomenal. Huge thanks again to Mary for coming on the show. We appreciate you. And thank you all for listening as well. If you want to contribute to the show, we are always looking for book recommendations and what you're loving right now. We love to share those with all of our listeners. So make sure that you are filling out those forms in TGIF so you can submit those to us and we can share those on a future episode. Thank you all so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next.